This is an explicit podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome. It's the comedy podcast. Welcome to number 154 of the comedy podcast coming to you on Wednesday, 12th May 2021. This is your host, Harith Akma, welcoming you to another great episode. Eid is on the way. Hari Raya, I do Fitri. I hope you all in a triple mood because I fucking am. It's a thing where everybody wins. The Malays get to celebrate and eat like pigs, ironically. Uh, after starving for a month, not starving, just self depriving, self appointed suffering for spiritual ascension, being close to God. A month of deprivation, a month of self-reflection, and then a week of fuck all of that. Let's eat, woohoo! <laughs> eat everything, kill the cows, make rendang, all the rice, turn it into sticky bamboo things, waste half of it. Give each other barely any money in the do it raya packets. <laughs> Why? Why are Malays so stingy with those things? That's something I want to know. It's not me criticizing. I just want to know the reason. When I observe what my Chinese friends get during Chinese New Year, you know those little red packets that the elders give to the young uns? Those things can have. Like minimum 50 bucks. Some people get thousands from random uncles and aunties. Just the generosity is ridiculous. I regularly remember, I remember regularly getting like three ring, two to three ringgit in each of those <laughs> Hari Raya packets. I'm like, no wonder we're poor. No wonder we're poorer. We're starting from a poorer place. <laughs> Uh, I met an uncle who told me one of the big reasons why the Jewish people were successful and uh, his reasoning was quite interesting. You know, let me, and he was Bangladeshi, let me tell you why the, Israel, the Jewish people in the UK are so successful. Uh, even in America, they're very successful. Let me tell you how they do it. So a Jewish community might have around 200 individuals at any given time. When, uh, when a child is born, everybody must come. Everybody must come and witness the birth of this child. And once the child is born, everybody donates something like a thousand US dollars. Now, think about that. 200 adults attending, giving a thousand US dollars. To each of them, a thousand US dollars might not be much because remember, they are rich. But 200 of them yields 200,000 US dollars right when the baby is born. He's already in the 1% of US wealth. So they don't let the baby, they don't give the baby the money. They put it aside in a, por a diverse portfolio managed by one of the Jewish banks probably or investment firms. And then by the time the baby graduates at 25, oh, one of the stipulations is they must graduate third-year education if they want to uh, access these funds by the time you know these uh, Jewish people they're very good at investing they can yield up to 10 to 20% every year 
they they beat the market. So by the time the baby graduates, the two hundred thousand becomes millions. The the child is a millionaire with a degree. So once the child graduates and has access to that money, that child can. The point. <laughs> what what uncle was saying is there's a heavy culture of investing in young uns, putting money aside. You know my Chinese friends. Uh, they tell me, yeah, yeah, I get ang pao thousands, thousands every year ever since I was a kid. But my parents don't let me keep that money. What they do is uh, they force me to put it in a bank in some uh, fixed deposit or whatever it is. Uh, all, all that money goes to the bank. And then when they're adults, these kids are fine. They're taken care of. Now, what do the Chinese and the Jews have in common? Almost everywhere they go, they're kind of hated. Um, yeah, that's just the case, right? These immigrants, um, they get uh, prop, fucking prejudiced against. <laughs> Is that the right way to say it? But not only that, um, they tend to be more success when they emigrate to a place. They tend to be more successful than the average um, average person in that wherever population they they're inhabiting. And I wonder if. Part of that has to do with this culture of, as a community, you invest in the young uns. Uh, it's just something that fascinates me, you know. Because uh, Malay people, I think uh, it, it it shows that <laughs> the way we give do it raya uh, for you foreign fucks, do it raya is like just money you give um, to to kids during the holidays. White people be like, you give money to your children? Why? And then my answer to that, no reason. Nobody knows why. We just do it. <laughs> but the money we give to the children is barely anything. It's like, um, maybe I'm being spoiled by saying that. It's not barely anything. It's just not much, especially compared to these Chinese people and compared to the Jews. I just wonder if we have like a national referendum, if we have like a natural, national Malay society, oh, I think that already exists, right? Amno. But if Amno was like, invest more in your children, put money in fixed deposits for your children, watch our wealth change within one generation. I think one generation is all it takes. If we just invested into our young uns, then they graduate with some sort of wealth and they're freer to pursue things that can give them more wealth in the future instead of having to suffer a job. All right, guys. Let's. <laughs> none of that was scripted. I was just talking a uh, fucking stream of consciousness. Uh, I want to get to my notes. Uh, I had a memory recently because uh, I was reading a lot of news about the Middle East and then I suddenly remembered meeting these uh, racist Arab people in uh, when I was studying in the UK. So you know me. Uh, sometimes I say silly things to people. I don't have a filter all the fucking time. So I remember meeting this Arab. Where was he from again? Either Abu Dhabi or Dubai, I can't remember where, uh, one of these countries. So when I met him, I was like, oh, you're from uh, Dubai. Oh, it's the place where they keep all the Filipino slaves, isn't it? And then I was just joking, obviously, because a lot of Filipinos work there under horrible conditions, mistreated. It's uh, like an open secret, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like how we treat Bangladeshis in this country. They have a similar relationship to Filipinos in the UAE. So when, when I said that, oh, it's where you keep the Filipino slaves, right? And then uh, 
again, not wrong, not by any stretch was that incorrect. But then they have the balls, the guile to reply with "fuck you, man." <laughs> they would laugh, be nervous, and they did say "fuck you, man." But the laugh is very indicative to me. It made them nervous because they know it's true. This affects me personally, you know. It's like uh, when I visited Dubai, every time, when I visited this very fancy cafe and I wanted to line up to order food, a bunch of, uh, you know, those Arabs that would clad themselves in the white everything, you know, they look like the Ku Klux Klan, that kind of outfit, but an Arab version by wearing the red and white hat thing. So then it looks Arabic. So instead of the mask, they have the <laughs> terrible comparison, Harith, but whatever. Yeah, I was just lining up over there and then they were laughing at me um, I, for no reason. No fucking reason. They would just laugh, like look, like giving me the side eye, like, look at this, look at this guy. And I I, was, I told my papa, like, they're laughing at me for some reason. What's going on? My, fap, my papa looks freaking Bangladeshi, right? I look really Malay. But a Malay and a Filipino looks very similar. So papa was like, oh, son, I think they thought you were a Filipino. A Filipino, no. They thought you were a Filipino and then uh, in this country, they look down on Filipinos. So the fact that you trying to order the cafe may, might be funny to them. And then and then at that moment, that indignation that I felt, was, it, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? And then, and then like that, I woke up and I looked around and I realized, oh shit, all the workers in this country are Filipino. Oh, I see them behind the counter. I see them... Uh, uh, like being nannies to the children, those Arab fucks were probably thinking, hey, you're the boy, Billy Bino boy, you're on the wrong side of the counter. <laughs> you should be back there. <laughs> Is this Billy Bino lost? <laughs> yeah. So the guy that I said that Filipino joked, oh, where you keep all the Filipino slaves? He... This same person, right? You know, just saying, fuck you, man. Like, don't judge me kind of vibe. You know what I mean? This same person, after smoking a bunch of weed, right? Like, he, he out of nowhere, nobody said anything. And this motherfucker was like, you know, I really like British people. Except the Indians. And I was like, and I remember, you know, I was a young man. And I was brash. I was not as sensitive as I am today. <laughs> so that's a testament to how insensitive I was. But the thing that came out of his mouth next even made me think like, whoa, boy, that is super insensitive even for me. Yeah. So he said, oh, I got to do the accent. Yeah, I really like the British people, uh, people but um, not, not the, I don't like the Indians. And I, was, and I had to pause, right? Because Bengali and Indian, not too different. Different, but not too different. So I, I don't think at that point he knew I was uh, Bengali. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with the Indians, man? And then he's just like, it's just that they act like they're British. But they're not British. Why do they think they're so British, high and mighty? Like, oh, always uh, speak, speaking with the accent. Like, hello, how are you? <laughs> that was me doing a, uh, being, pretending to be an Arab, doing a British accent. That is peak comedy, I think. <laughs> 
So he was making fun of the Indians who settled in the UK, just saying, oh, they think they're, they're so white. They think they're white, but they're not white. But they're not British. And that, to me, just revealed just so many undertones. It's not even undertones anymore, is it? It's just overtones of disdain for brown people. Actually, the Arabs are brown. Maybe I shouldn't say brown. Just a disdain for South Asians. Any other Asian other than Arab, I guess. It's just that, that superiority, Arab superiority complex almost, you know. So first of all, you're, you're, you're from a country that basically enslaves Filipino people. And now, and now you're just shitting on Indian people, saying like they should not consider themselves actually British. Well, newsflash, sir. If they've got a British passport, they're British. British is not a race. It's a reference to like a belonging to a country or a group of islands. I'm not 100% sure, but all I know is you racist fuck. Yeah. They are British, Mahmoud. Stop being salty. Your Arab supremacy is showing. Okay, super interesting about the Arabs that I met in the UK. All right, guys, this is so fascinating to me. I think you are going to find it interesting too. Arabs in the UK are like class A sinners. I'm not judging them. I'm just pointing out the facts. All right. They would fuck a lot. They tried really hard to fuck everything. Not all of them. All right. Just the ones I knew about. And I knew a lot of them. Just trying to fuck all sorts of girls. Being thirsty as hell, man. Something about Arab guys. Why are they so thirsty? I don't know. I think I know why. It's because of uh, un unfettered toxic masculinity because no one's brave enough to be a feminist in the Middle East. You're a feminist in the Middle East. They chop off your head, I imagine. I mean, if you're a vocal one, you know what I <laughs> Cut off her head. <laughs> She says she wants to drive. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so in the West and to some extent now Asia, because we have uh, feminists who sort of keep us in check, which I think is a good thing. We don't misbehave all the time, you know, with the cat calling and being respectful to women when we want to hook up and all that. The Arabs don't have that. So everything wrong with the world in the lens of feminism, I think, is very prevalent in the way these Arab men conduct themselves. Not all of them, obviously, just a lot of them. Okay? And, uh, yeah, they would, they would try to fuck everything, fuck all sorts of girls. And then some of them were gay. Very few, very, very few, but I, I knew about some. They were very gay and they would fuck all sorts of guys. Some of them... Slightly more than gay Arabs, but there there's some Arabs who even enjoy some alcohol. But you mention a bit of pork, even a bit of pork, and they go, no way, brother, I cannot eat that. And that's fine. I'm not judging them. That's really up to them, okay? Who am I to judge how other people sin? It's up to them, right? It's just that, and again, I'm not judging them, Okay. I'm not judging them, but, but I don't have to understand them either. It's this, okay? I just don't understand how some of them can have gay orgies, suck 17 dicks before the sun even sets. 17 dicks. 
but having some pork ribs is crossing a line. I don't <laughs> What's I feel like eating a pork rib might be less sinning than 17 dicks. Maybe. I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know what the metric is. All right guys, it's time for some podcast promotion. If you enjoyed the podcast so far, thank you so much for hanging out, you beautiful fucks. You want to help me grow? The best thing you can do is just recommend this podcast to a friend, but don't recommend it to annoying, sensitive, triggered people. You know, so recommend it to the cool kids. You know, you know the guys who don't mind a good um, uh, gay orgy joke, that kind of <laughs> terrible Arab accents, uh, oh, mediocre Indian accents. They like all that. Recommend this podcast to them. Uh, if you want to take the next step, the best thing you can do is just take a screenshot of this beautiful episode right here. Uh, upload it to your Instagram story. You can tag me at the comedy podcast underscore. Looking forward to your question. You beautiful fuck. And now, back to the episode. You know what's annoying? I gotta fucking buy detergent soon. And the reason is, is because I got a help, house helper at home who's constantly like, ah, bang, kita kena beli ni, nak kena beli itu untuk rumah, ni semua dah habis, bang. Basically, she's saying, well, I gotta buy this, I gotta buy that, because uh, we're running out of things in the house. Mama is not around anymore to do all this stuff because the parents are going through a divorce, so I gotta step up in this house. And don't get me wrong, I love to take care of my family. It's my duty, it's my privilege. But then, there's a tiny, tiny part of my body, a really tiny part of my body, of my mind, that's just like, stop nagging me, woman, stop it. We're not fucking. We are not fucking, so don't... You don't get to talk to me like we're fucking telling me to do this, buy this, buy that. She's like a wife but with only the annoying parts. Always wanting detergent. Now, here's a part of me that I'm not proud of. I had this thought, okay, which I need to bury, I know, which I will bury after this, after telling you the thought, the horrible thought. But this morning, she told me that we were running out of oyster sauce and I wanted to pull my pants down at that point and scream, if you're gonna nag me like a wife, then suck this, suck it right now. It's a terrible thought. Honestly, it's horrendous, but uh, on so many levels, which is why I want to bury it. But before I kill it and dispose of it, I just wanted to share it with you. <laughs> you beautiful fucks. That's not how you think about other human beings. Yeah, just, it's just horrendous. All right. I had this thought today. Some day I'm going to get to a certain size of following. I'm growing every day. A lot of followers. So someday I'm going to grow to a certain size. And then when that day comes, I think I'm going to get start to get picked up by uh, religious types, you know. And enough of them are going to listen to my podcast and they're going to complain to the religious authorities uh, that might cause a sort of an investigation to ensue. The fascinating thing about that is, you know... Those officers have a lot of material to get through. I have over 150 episodes at the moment, just hours and hours of content. And by the time I get big enough, I might have thousands of episodes. So those religious officers are going to go through hundreds of hours 
of me talking about Arabian gay blowjobs, gay blowjobs being better than straight blowjobs, the minutia of fivesomes in polygamous relationships, uh, whether lesbians get 69 or not, they're going to suffer. <laughs> I I do hope though, when in the future, when those religious officers uh, listen to my shit, I hope they can find some time to laugh at the content. Who knows? This content might convince a bunch of them to like consider a different career path. Maybe, maybe I convert some of them to my way of thinking. Oh, convert them. <laughs> That's some Uno reverse shit. I'm going to convert you motherfuckers. Yeah, maybe I might win some of their hearts. I don't know. Fat chance lah. I, all, I just imagine like a really super old fuck with a different sense of humor, you know, just frowning while listening to my content. This person doesn't think exactly like me. Yeah. But I don't know if I can manage to win that person over, then I don't know. I, I imagine I can go on to take over the world. That's, that's what I want to do, man. I don't want to win everybody, but I want to win enough people. But it's like a gen through giving out a genuine sense of who I am. That I want to be empathetic. I want to make jokes and make people laugh. But I don't want to hurt people either. Does that make sense? I, I genuinely want to make the world a better place. Make you beautiful fucks laugh. All right. Today, I got a weird email. And I get weird emails all the time from people who are like, I'm contacting you because I'm looking for people of God. Wow. Fascinating stuff, man. I think... I think these scammers target religious people for some reason. I don't know why I get so many spam emails where people are co saying they're contacting me because they know I'm a person of God. Are they listening to my podcast? Sister? They're contacting me on my podcast email out of all emails telling me I'm a, I'm a person of God. What the f... <laughs> so yeah, I think these scammers target religious people for some reason. I was thinking about this, yeah? Because someone told me a while back uh, I was discussing this with uh, other people. And uh, this friend of mine was saying, yeah, scammers love to target religious people because they know that religious uh, religious people are stupid and will believe anything. I couldn't believe what this guy was saying. I was like kind of offended. So I retorted back at my friend. And I said to that person, fuck you, man. Who are you to judge these religious people like that? Don't you know that religion was the starting point of so many scientific advancements? Seriously, guys, fun fact, yeah. Ireland, you know that little part next to England? England, during the Dark Ages, was like a center for Catholicism. And in a weird twist of fate, Ireland was like a way more advanced place than mainland Britain at the time. It was like a nicer place, which to me is fascinating. And the reason that they were so advanced was that because the churches and there were many churches and cathedrals centered around Ireland for some reason, and they were centers for learning. Um, the monks that would go there, they, they learned shit, everything. Religious institutions were all a center for learning, learning, and not just in the Christian world, but also the Islamic world. 
During the time of widespread paganism, centers of monotheistic religions like Islam, uh, Judaism, and uh, Christianity were responsible for harboring and educating bright minds for advancement. Sure, they learned about theology, you know, the minutiae, the inner workings, the intricacies of God and the universe. But they also took the time to practice philosophy, art, and develop mathematical theorems that we use to this day, stemming from a religious context. A lot of the knowledge of the world spread out because of these religious institutions. I was trying to tell this guy that. Okay? I was just telling him this. That he shouldn't judge religious people because I think the religious people sort of created the foundations for the modern world today. Then he replied to me. This fuck said to me that, okay, bro, that may have been true in the past. But today, in the modern world, being religious is associated with having lower IQ. And that the parts of the world with pra- which practice orthodox forms of religion tend to have lower IQs and contribute the least to scientific advancement. He pointed to the Middle East that used to be a bastion, a hero for science, but now their research and development, their contribution to Nobel laureates is way lower than like the capita well, like, uh, compared to their population. Okay. Then he pointed to statistics. Um, uh, he contrasted this with like less religious countries like Scandinavia and Japan and China, which enjoy way higher IQs and contribute tremendously to scientific advancement. You know, saying that now you can uh, track, you can predict someone's IQ based on how atheist they are. The more atheist a person is, he was saying, the higher the chances of his IQ being very high. All without the need for God in their lives. He was saying a lot of these near-atheist countries contribute to humanity. No need for God. After I heard what he said, I thought really carefully. And I was like, oh, shit. I just thought, I thought. And then I was like, I, I just called him an infidel, stabbed him in the nuts and threw him off a tall building because he was gay. There is no place in our society for that kind of accurate thinking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking hell, Harith. You're, you're, just, uh, <laughs> you're just asking for it at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, what do you think of that? <laughs> I, I do enjoy uh, feedback uh, for my content, so... You want to send me your thoughts? Go ahead and uh, just uh, yeah. DM my Instagram at the comedy podcast underscore. I am sweating balls at the moment, guys. So if you don't mind, I'm going to turn off my AC. Uh, I do apologize in advance if uh, you hear like a. Whoosh, whoosh. All right, I'm going to get to the listener question right now. But first, let me just take a talk of my uh, vape pen here. Oh, delicious. Solero flavor. You guys have your own addictions that you're struggling with. I know masturbation is a big one. I get that. Took me years to fight that one. I know food is an addiction for a lot of us, right? It's so clear what we... All of us want to be skinny. It's so clear what we need to do to get kind of sexy, you know? Just don't eat 
don't order from MACD on Grab, but we can't fucking do it, can we? Don't, for, for during your lunch work, just don't go and get that nasi lemak. For breakfast, just get a healthy sandwich. No, instead you get that mee goreng drenched in oil with all the calories you don't need. It's so fucking hard, isn't it? We can't fucking do it. And then we complain when our dicks don't work. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, a shit diet makes it harder for you to have a quality erection. Couple that with a porn addiction, man. You've got a dead dick. How are you going to satisfy your woman? Yeah, man. If we, if we can all find a way to fight these addictions, uh, I'm sure our lives would be a lot better. I want to read this, uh, this uh, listener question I have in my inbox. Hello, Harith Brownfuck. I love that. I love the way it started, guys. When you DM me with your listener questions, if you can start with a sort of friendly insult, I would really love that. Don't You don't feel like you have to be nice and polite to me. It's okay. Just call me a brown fuck. Make some jokes. I don't give a shit. Hello, Harith Brownfuck. I am an expat living in Kuala Lumpur and I have a Malay girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> so this was an email. Uh, I'm looking at the name and this person might be a white guy. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Might be a black guy. Could an Indian guy have this kind of name? I don't think so. Yeah, it's probably a white guy. White guy. Man, the Malay girls love the white guys. It's like an achievement. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like a lot of them behave like uh, marrying a white guy is an achievement. But I would like to argue that no, fuck you. Marrying a white guy is easy. They're horny like anybody else. You suck their dick good enough, man. They'll wife you up. You know what's a real achievement? A Malay guy fucking a white girl. Now that's hard. That's difficult. So <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, let me read this thing. Um I'm an expat living in Kuala Lumpur and I have a Malay girlfriend. Nice. Um, she's been pestering me to marry her for over a year. Oh boy, I can see where this is going. I can see where this, I bet this is going to be a religious... E okay, uh, she's been pestering me to marry her for over a year, but I'm not sure about the conversion thing. Aha! Ayah! Do you have any tips for me to escape converting? Thank you and love the podcast. Why do people come to me with these religious questions? I mean, <laughs> they just want to get me in trouble, is it? Here's the thing, buddy. All right. From the beginning, I need to tell you that converting for the sake of love is not worth it. Don't disrespect the religion, in my opinion. You should fall in... The only reason you should convert to Islam is if you fall in love with Islam. You need to study it yourself. See it for the beauty that it really is. And then you decide to convert just outside of any other marital factors. Okay, you horny fuck. You're going to change your entire viewpoint of the universe for some pussy. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> no, you, you, you start from the place of the religion and see if it's for you. Okay. That is the best option. The option I'm recommending. Now I'm going to list your other options. Your other options are convert on paper. And just continue living your sinful, degenerate, horrible life. Go on drinking alcohol every Friday. Make a mockery of the religion. Just insult us every weekend. Have some alcohol. Eat barbecue pork ribs. Maybe you're bisexual and you want to suck 17 dicks before the sun <laughs> sets. 
Yeah, that's your second option. But why? Why would you do that? Some people would say it's a realistic option. But to that, I would say, that's not nice, man. It's not, you're not living your life from a genuine point place, you know. Why do that? Your third option is to run away. Where are you from? You know, you, you wrote such a, sm- a short fucking question. Are you from the US, UK, France, Italy? Your third option is to just drag your wife to wherever you are, settle over there, and then you marry over there, then you don't have any conversion issues, okay? But if you want to stay here, yeah, you better convert. Her family will have words if you don't convert. Her family will hate you. I think you're going to go with the second second option. Just convert and live a lie. But you see, you didn't even tell me if you're religious, man. You got to give me details. Do you? Are you like a, a hardcore Christian? You don't want to let go of your Christian beliefs? Is that the problem? Well, if that's the case, then I think God is more important than pussy, man. There's no way you're going to convert this Muslim girl, yeah? To Christianity, forget about it. It's possible, but just highly unlikely, buddy. So if you're a religious fuck, I would just say reconsider. But if you're if you're an atheist fuck, you know, who just likes to sin all the time and you don't want to become a Muslim because you love alcohol and pork too much, there's a lot of other good pussy over here. You don't have to get the Muslim one. Just leave the Muslims alone. Let them be good people and you can... Uh, carry on your sinful ways with the other <laughs> people from the other religions. I hope that helps you, beautiful fuck. That's all the time I have for today's episode. I'll speak to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.